Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action. I can guarantee you it's one area of the building... I won't be using because we all know how little time I'm spending in any weight room. A lot of crazy scenarios that can happen and need to happen for the defending MAC tournament champions. Uh, the assist numbers spoke for themselves. Looking forward to the trip down to Akron. Uh, sure, Akron. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Last show of the year, Alex Jewell, before you hit the golf course and the road. Well, it's been an incredible season three of the Eastern Insider podcast, Greg, to you, of course. Uh, happy to have you helping me out with this this year and allowing me to continue on. And to all of our listeners out there, man, it's been really fun to bring you content all year long. Our guests have been awesome, I think, this season. I'm partial, I guess. But uh, from Super Bowl champions to E-Club Hall of Famers and so much more, we've had a great time this year bringing everybody all the action. And it doesn't stop because don't worry, there won't be new episodes until season four in the fall, Greg. But I know that we'll have some tips and tricks up our sleeve this summer. Maybe a few look back episodes, a few best of sequences, and we'll continue to promote all summer long the Eastern Michigan Athletics brand. Yeah, certainly a fun time. We've got a fun show on our hands today as we get the chance to sit down with EMU Vice President and Director of Athletics, Scott Weatherby. A lot of conversation about the year that was, uh, the moment we had Alex you look at it once again another record setting season in the books for the Eagles as they retain their hold on the most MAC championships by any school in the MAC uh, since joining the league in 1973 Eastern has 153 total team championships Overall, the women's athletic program finished sixth in the Jacoby Trophy, while the men's tro team finished in eighth place, showing in the race for the Reese Trophy and uh, championships in men's cross country, men's indoor track, and of course, gymnastics. EMU won 14 individual titles in gymnastics, track and field, and swimming and diving, and 25 NCAA qualifiers. Uh, that's not to mention 42 student athletes earn some kind of all Mac honor this year. 
Well, and you combine that with the fact that 70% of our student athletes had 3.0 GPAs or higher, a large uh, number of those, I think over the 50 mark had 4.0s. That's incredible when you think about everything that student athletes specifically have gone through this past calendar year, Greg, and to be finishing up on such strong notes is uh, really just a, a special opportunity that we've gotten to continue to get through an entire year. There was a time last year where we didn't know what sports would look like, if they would be played and what the teams would look like, the masks, yada, yada, yada. And the funny thing is we've mentioned this and we've talked a little bit about what we thought at the end of this year, we would be recapping and saying, and the, the interesting thing is, and it's not to make a slight on any of the sacrifices everybody's made, but you think about some of the way things have changed, whether it's masks on the sideline or the travel differences or whatnot. I think at the end of the year, it's safe to say it really, none of that matters in terms of the experience that our student athletes had at the end of the day, they got to compete. They got to be out there, uh, you know, with their teammates and their coaches. And so I think every one of those sacrifices was ultimately worth it because we're sitting here having this conversation and man, you mentioned it. So many great highlights to talk about from this year. I am looking forward to season four of the podcast where we don't have to sit a room apart or in different <laughs> parts of the world. And that's one of the things you'll hear Scott Weatherby talk about is is, is not having uh, to worry about face-to-face -face interaction anymore, having people back in the stands and having whatever that new normal is. Because uh, when September 3rd hits and EMU football takes on St. Francis, uh, everybody wants to hug and high five when they score that touchdown or the e-boom cannon goes off or, or when we get that first big dunk out of Stan Heath's club come November. Yeah, I mean, then you you said it perfectly, and we've gotten we've gotten to see little instances of that as restrictions have started to ease a little bit this spring, and uh, you know more and more sports have been played at maybe kind of that uh, in air quotations you can't see me normal level. You know, there's been some moments out at Ostrike Stadium this past spring, Greg, that really for just a brief moment or two in time made us feel like there was no pandemic, whether it was a walk-off home run or just seeing the team uh, kind of have that jubilation together after a big win. But in a way that makes you want to taste it oh, that much it more. more and you want to get back to where all of the student athletes get to have that experience. So looking forward to that, it's going to, we say this all the time, it's a much needed time coming up in the summer where a lot of our support staff and student athletes need a little bit of a break, but we're going to be taking a, a short break, but short it is because it will be right back into the swing of things before you know it. Speaking of a break, we're going to take a quick one and then you and I for a extended conversation with EMU Vice President and Director of Athletics, Scott Weatherby, here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Be sure to download the Eastern Michigan Game Day app, available in the App Store and Google Play. The EMU Athletics app features live video, real-time social streams, scoreboards, stats, and more. An entire app dedicated to Eastern Athletics. Download the EMU Athletics app today. Closing out the 2021 campaign here on our Eastern Insider podcast, Alex and I back with the Vice President, Director of Athletics, Scott Weatherby. Uh, it's June, and we finally made it to the end. Did you ever think after the year that we started with that we'd be in such a positive climate right now in June? You know, if you go back a year ago in June... I would have said we would have had a fairly normal fall, right? We were thinking positively and, and everything. 
and then just the way things unfolded throughout the year, uh, it just what a challenge. Uh, there's no book for it. There's no, uh, there's nothing you can actually turn to. And, and, you know, so we all kind of leaned on each other as a staff and trying to, trying to figure out how to do, how best to do this. And I tell people, I felt more like a, um, like a fire chief where we were just putting out fires left and right. And, and then you're making decisions, um, that really a doctor was better off making and, and, you know, and you're luckily consulting good doctors and those things. So just, just, a. I'm glad it's behind us, and and I'm uh, one of those that are very positive and uh, always thinking um, on the good side of things. So hopefully uh, we are on the backside and everything here now. We can start moving forward to get back to whatever that new normal is now. When you take us through your year and, and the workflow that you deal with, knowing that, one, for a while you're not in your office, you're not in, able to be in rooms with other people in, in senior leadership position. You're not able to, to go across and, and face-to-face meet with Coach Creighton. What were those challenges like? Yeah, it was really interesting because, um, you know, obviously uh, when – middle of March hit last year, I had never heard of zoom. Right. And so that, uh, that was the first thing I've learned about is the technology of being able to figure out a way to get face to face, even though we weren't, uh, actually in the, in the same office. And, uh, and then the challenges of trying to monitor everybody and then be able to check in. I mean, I'm, I'm the type of leader that likes to go around to other people's office and just check in, see how you're doing and see how the family's doing. And then it sparks the conversation of, Hey, have we worked on this? Are we doing that? And we just, you lose all that. And so that, that part of it um, was really challenging. And then just the way we've gone through campus, I mean, we're still not fully back. And, you know, I've made a, uh, an effort to basically be in the office now, uh, probably since March and, um, and really try to be here. Uh, it's just good for my soul and, and mental health. And then seeing you guys here, I mean, you, you, uh, and Alex were here pretty much through this all, uh, for, for the most part, because we've had so many games and so many events and so many things you have to be in person. Um, I'm just ready for us to kind of get, get past that, but the coaches have been great. Um, and the staff has been great. You know, they've been, they've figured out. Um, and I think we've learned some things through this. I, I also think we can, um, be a little smarter, you know, and, and not have to, uh, always necessarily be in the office. We learned that we can work from home. Uh, we can have meetings where we don't have to all be together. Um, I think it helped that I could get all of our coaches, even if there were on the road for a game or an event or whatever it was, that they could still jump on a Zoom for an all-staff meeting. I like to be face-to-face, but maybe not all of them will have to be. And so those are the things of what can we learn. And I think from a recruiting standpoint, what did our coaches learn? Because, you know, we're always trying to be smart on our budgets. What can they do to utilize um, the new technologies and things that we've uh, had to adjust to over this past year? And how can we use that to our advantage moving forward and almost kind of come up with what does that hybrid model look like? Tell you what, we've gotten probably more emails between all of us in the last year than maybe ever before. But one email we have not gotten in the last year is from Lori saying that there's leftover lunch or goodies or anything down <laughs> in the administrative wing. So hopefully we'll get back to that at some point, but we'll get into all the specifics of what this year has looked like. But I know when I've talked to some of our head coaches, they've told me the hardest thing for them has not been the sacrifice that they've had to make in their personal lives to, to change different things or even telling their team, 
hey, we need to get tested so often or things are going to look different comp- competition wise. But it's been telling the student athletes, we have to take away part of you being a young student athlete. You can't be together at your houses. You can't be uh, doing the extra tr- curriculars that you usually would be. And I know that's been hard on you too. How excited are you for that part of things to ease up a little bit as we continue having to be smart, but knowing that hopefully by next fall, our student athletes will be able to get back to doing what they need to do for that part of the experience outside of sports as well. That's why I push it so hard Uh, at the end of the day. um, It's, you know how I am. I I wear my heart on my sleeve on this stuff and, and, and this is what bothers me the most. And when I go talk to our uh, student athletes and I go to stop by some of the practices, you know, I apologize to them that, that they, that of all the years that it had to happen when they were going to college, it happened under their time, you know, and, and that I can't do anything about it. If I could, I would. Um, but we're going to all end up being a lot better from this and trying to figure out how we turn um, something that's been really, really a struggle into something that's really positive that as an Eastern Michigan as a whole, how do we come out better than all of the other opponents um, so that we can start to come out on top in some areas um, and maybe get better, you know? And so I I think um, the biggest challenge for our coaching staff during this is, is one knowing that um, and two showing that you care. And I think being there and, and knowing that that's how you feel, um, cause really that's all I can do. I can, the only thing I can do is tell, tell the players and, and the student athletes that, Hey, we're here. Um, we're all going through this with you, but each of us have our own feelings towards it. And some are on one end of the spectrum and some are on the other. And, and you're trying to balance everybody. And, and again, that's just like leading somebody when you're, some people need a pat on the back and, and a hug and others need kind of a kick in the butt. And, and you've got to figure that out and know, know your student athletes. And I think that's been, been the biggest challenge. And, um, I am totally looking forward to, again, as much interaction and, um, fans in the stands and let people cheer them on and have their parents around and just, um, be able to be kids. They don't get to do that very much. And so that's, that's the part of it is because when they're done here, they're pretty much done here. So this is like this small window of time where you get to be a division one athlete, compete for championships, but also have this, this entertainment, this excitement, this growth period, and that's the part that I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to again. It's going to be a new normal. It's going to look a little different, um, but providing that great experience that uh, we really try to do here. One of the big things that will be a lot of those student athletes who we saw compete last year will be back in, in a majority of the sports. So granted, it's a lot of the kids own choosing whether they want to come back or not or not. But you look at, at guys on the football side, I think there are 12 seniors back that would have seen their eligibility end last year. How do you go about managing that? And also, how exciting is it? For some of those people, you look at a Jake Julian type guy, he can now set every basically kicking record of all time thinking because he gets this extra year. Yeah, and it's interesting because you don't think about it in, in those in those terms. But um, I, I just appreciate the fact that, um, you know, we had a we had a willingness to 
uh, do right by our student athletes. And uh, these kids have been through a lot and they deserve to have that, you know, whether you want to call it a super senior year, you know, be able to have that opportunity uh, to come here, uh, to come back. Um, it's deserved. And, and so that's, you know, when, when you're fighting to try to allow that, and again, it was a choice. We didn't, we tried to make it um, an, an option across the board. It wasn't just any one sport. Um, we tried to do the same thing uh, a year ago for our spring sports when, you know, baseball and rowing and, and the golfs and, and tennis, um, you know, they got, they missed all that. Um, and so I'm just glad we were able to provide that. And, and I hope they um, get that that extra experience and that it's way better this year than it was uh, the past year. And, and if that includes some records being broken, so be it. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that too. And, uh, just proud of them on everything they've had to go through to get to where we are now that really all of our student athletes deserve to kind of get back to, to, to something normal. And I'm glad those super seniors get that opportunity. As we've continued on throughout the year, there's been challenges and triumphs uh, like any year. And, you talk a lot about the student athletes and all that they've done to make this a reality, them being able to get back on the playing field, the surface and making that happen. There's also been a lot of behind the scenes work from a lot of people that I know you hold close to you and your administrative wing and the support staff wing. And really in a lot of ways, Eastern has gone above and beyond some other institutions in order to do unique things, host events, hosted the swimming championships, get people back to campus in a safe but uh, ultimately fun way to do so. Talk to me about some of those things and just what your staff has gone through in the last year to to really try to, with the unforeseen circumstances, give the student-athletes all that they deserve. Yeah, and, and it's been real challenging because, uh, again, there's not a book for even, you know, you and Greg don't have a book on how to manage this stuff. Our sports medicine, if you think about, you know, their jobs are already busy enough just trying to keep our kids healthy, keep people in line, um, interact with our coaches. And then to add, oh, by the way, we've got to do testing every day or every other day, and we need you to keep track of it. And, oh, well, we're actually going to teach you how to swab and go through a certification. Oh, and, and we also need you to contact trace. And we need you. And it's like, you know, they're doing like eight other things that have never been a part of their job description just as you guys have had to do, whether it's we're all cleaning our offices, we're all cleaning production rooms, we're all keeping people away or, you know, and, and then all of a sudden you're creating a different uh, workflow and then you're staffing, trying to figure that out. And, um, and so, and then we had the small staff in the Mac. Yep. And so to know that we're extending hours, right? Because now our strength and conditioning staff, you can't have 50 people in the weight room. You can only have 20. Well, now you got to go 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. And those things wear. I mean, everybody is tired. They're really tired. And, and it's tough because you try to meet with your whole staff to let everybody know that this summer people need a break. I realize they're ready to get back to normal and we get, Oh, we get to open up with recruiting now and we get to have camps and this stuff. But we also need to just decompress because everybody's mentally been through a lot. And, and so each of our areas and what will happen is I'll forget people. And so I think everybody knows how I feel about our staff that we're, I know that they're uh, overworked, and I hope they don't feel underappreciated because I, I certainly try to go out of our way. I think what I have heard from our staff is we communicate better 
as a group than most of our peers. Um, I get it from our coaches. They're like, I, we learn, we've learned more. You've at least been honest with us on where things are going as opposed to, well, I talked to so-and-so somewhere else and they don't even know what's going on. Or, you know, I was on a volleyball committee with the Mac and I was very honest about things. And some of them were like, that's the first time I've heard that, you know? And so that's just how I lead. And then I think our staff appreciates that. Now, sometimes you're promising things or you're hoping that things happen. And then, you know, you get another blip and it goes up and then everybody's like, well, you said this. And like, well, now we got to pivot again, you know, and, and, and that happens. But I'm just really proud of the way everybody, um, you know, we just rolled up our sleeves. That's just, that's the cool thing about Eastern and the way we do things. And, and that starts at the top and, and goes all the way down to the bottom that all of us just were all in. We just had to figure it out and whether that's from home and dogs barking and being on Zooms and UPS truck shows up and, you know, people are yelling and screaming at the house. We figured it out and uh, and hopefully we don't have to go back to that, but we're better prepared for it. But I think we also appreciate being around each other um, a, a lot more uh, through this. So kudos to the staff. This is certainly I'm just at the top. Everybody else does all the work. Um, and, and so I just appreciate all their hard work. Here with EMU Vice President and Director of Athletics, Scott Weatherby on the Eastern Insider Podcast. You look at the year that was, 153 total championships, uh, what the school is now at since joining the MAC. Uh, again, sits on top of the league. Three of them, including uh, ch- championships in gymnastics, indoor track and field, as well as, as men's cross country. You look across the board in, in, in things that stand out at you. I mean, athletics is a great accomplishment. You you continue to, to, to excel in the classroom as well, the highest GPA as well. The, the one thing I know is that other sea of community was hard this year because you couldn't go out and volunteer and do everything. But the university still found ways to connect in terms of uh, finding ways, unique ways to get people watching games, listening to games. Uh, but I know you're excited about how more importantly, having them back next year. Yeah, I would say, you know, we, we obviously put a lot of emphasis on the classroom and, and when really the student athletes only could do two things, they could go work out and then they basically had to stay in because there, there's not a lot of restaurants weren't open and, there weren't a lot of activities to go out and do. So we really tried to hone in on here. Let's take advantage of that from a classroom perspective. The tough part is I'm one that I love to see our student athletes out in the community. And we just, we really couldn't have that. I mean, we had a connection with the Ipsy school district and, and, um, you know, still being able to read to kids and do some zooms and uh, have that interaction, but it's just not the same as being in person. And so I'm looking forward to getting back to that. And then, you know, just, I think from a social media wise, we were really creative on outreach and trying to have engagement from our fans. And, um, you know, you couldn't be in the stands, but we had t-shirt tosses, you know, and, and we had, you know, we couldn't have our golf outing. So we had a virtual golf outing that just, you know, really went viral. It was a, it was a great, um, idea, Alex. I know you came up with the putting that together and then the group just kind of ran with it and it was awesome to see. And then what's even more special is, you know, you're getting phone calls uh, from your peers in power five schools asking how we did it. What did we do? uh, How did we roll it out? And uh, it was a lot of fun. And then for me to get with, uh, you know, Corey and TJ and 
have a chance to win it was kind of fun too. We, we got, we had a great, uh, great day and just, well, we're still out. we've still had uh, some inquiries there's, there's about no, the scoring yeah. system. The, 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 there's no video proof of, of any of that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think, though, again, those are takeaways of things that we can do in the future um, that maybe we wouldn't have ever done. You know, and I think people talk about how we fast forwarded four or five years in a technology standpoint uh, in our communications. And so I think we need to take the best of those and continue to do that. Um, and then just, you know, the social media aspect of it is just incredible and the outreach that can happen and the things that go viral, um, that are just natural organically happen. Um, and that's kudos to your staff and, and, and to our marketing department and everybody, you know, the coaches get involved with it as well. So, um, yeah, so that's the, you know, the, the things that, uh, we have going on that I, I feel really good about that. We'll try to, you know, continue in, in the future and, and do that, but our grades were awesome, you know, and obviously we had a little, the pass fail helped a little bit in, in the spring last year and in this fall, but I mean, our cumulative GPA is just incredible and we're just going to continue to do that and, and have the opportunity to win championships, uh, in, in competition. I'm looking forward to this fall. Yeah. You mentioned the grades, 310 student athletes this semester at 70% had a 3.0 or higher in the classroom and uh, a, a large handful of 4.0s as well. So I know that's got to make you happy. And when you think about that, really in any year, that academic success is impressive. But we've talked so much about the pandemic and we're trying to get that out of the vocabulary. Mm -hmm. But you also think about some of the other things that have happened in the last calendar year that have really been on your radar, maybe more than they ever would have been when we talk about uh, some of the social change that's been taking place around the country, going through an election, uh, and really the NCAA focusing on an election for the first time as much as possible. Now getting into vaccines and vaccine education and the fine line you have to walk there. How much more in tune personally with your student athletes are you than you've ever been? Yeah. It's funny because it's hard to be in tune when you're away. Right. And so, you know, we had, you know, all student athlete zooms to have discussions about what's going on in our society and, and, and how we're reacting and, you know, me understanding what a white ally is and to really be um, open my eyes up to, um, things that I can do, uh, to help our student athletes and to help our department grow and, and trying to create a, um, you know, a diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, committee. Um, but that's not, I don't want to have something that it's me saying, this is what we're going to do. It's got to be our student athletes and our coaches and our staff telling me, this is the things that we want to know about. We want to educate whatever whatever it is and whatever platform it is. And so um, that's where I, I like to have that piece. And then you'd throw in an election year. That was really, you know, just a, a you know, both sides of the fence were just, it was a, a crazy year. And I am in athletics. I try to stay out of politics. You got to be, you know, and so that, that was a, a challenge. And, and then, um, and then going through, you know, getting tested all the time and then, Oh, by the way, you know, now we have vaccinations, there are emergency vaccinations and people don't know the risk of them, you know, and so we're trying to educate what the doctors are telling us. And I'm really proud of our staff and, and where we've come on that. But again, I, I'm not somebody that's going to push that on 
on anybody. And so, you know, we're having those conversations now and I just want student athletes and our, and our staff to, to have education, have educated um, decisions as opposed to um, seeing something on a social media site that, you know, probably isn't true or may not be true um, to really let them make informed decisions. And then again, I'm looking forward to being around student athletes. So then I can hear from them and understand a little bit more of some of the issues they have, you know, and football has got a speaker in right now. I sat in last week on his first, um, it, when it talked about, um, bias and, and, uh, equity there. And, uh, it was really good. They had breakout sessions and I'm just listening in to what our student athletes are saying. And there are things that's like, you know, I just never thought about that. Um, and so it's a big learning curve for me too. Uh, and, and it's scary because again, you want to make sure that um, you're help leading everybody. You want everybody to have uh, an opportunity and, and a voice and, and be able to listen and stuff. So it, it's been, it's been really good for me and I've gotten to know, you know, a handful of our student athletes even more just because they're the very vocal ones that want to sit and have conversations, which is outstanding. They're our, our future leaders. Um, and then I've just got to continue to work on each team and, and be around and be able to, you know, hear what they want to say, you know, have, have to say. Well, I want to be careful too about giving recognition also to the university and, and of course, Washtenaw County and everything too. But you talk a lot about being somebody that wears your heart on your sleeve, says what we're going to do, and then going out and actually doing it and making that positive impact. A couple of places that our facilities have been able to help and, and our staff has been able to help during all this too. And we've touched lightly on it. Of course, last fall, Ben Herman and his staff taking on a lot of the laundry for St. Joe's right across the street. Now our convocation center has been used as a mass vaccination site for Washtenaw County, one of the biggest in the region for quite some time. I know that there's a lot of parties involved with allowing those doors to be open, but ultimately, how proud does it make you? And what does it say about our department that the the ideology from the start has been, we're opening our doors, we're going to help as best as we can. And what does that do moving forward to show our student athletes, we care about this and we want to make the biggest impact we can on everybody around us. Yeah. Again, to me, it's all about community service. I mean, we, we need to help our community, whether that's the County or just Ipsy or just Eastern Michigan as a whole as an athletic department. And, and when the health department reached out and started talking to campus, we were like, absolutely. What, what can we do to help? Because all we want is for things to get back to normal. Right. And so how can we help? And we have a great big parking lot and, and a great concourse and an, an opportunity to be able to run 12 to 1500 a day through here and had a good setup. And so, you know, that started in December and, and I'm glad we um, were able to do that. So that's something that we want to be able to provide that service. And and again, it goes a long ways to when we're having conversations with our coaches and student athletes about helping our community. This is one way that that we're um, doing that and we're being team players and our partnership with St. Joe um, and, and you know, they're our health center, but they're also helped us with with um, the shots here uh, and doing that. So that that's a good thing. I loved how our equipment room, you know, they kind of came to me and said, hey, St. Joe Hospital needs help. They're they're cleaning beds and they're getting linens and doing this stuff over and over a lot more than they normally, they don't have the capacity. Could we use some of your high, you know, density washers and dryer? Absolutely. So we figured it out and our equipment room didn't blink, you know, and wanted to help out. And, 
Um, ben and his staff were, were great and we met them at 7 a.m. and they got stuff at noon and it was uh, it was great to see that. And I'm glad we could help out. And again, we're going to continue to do that, you know, but I think places that care and, and say that they, they're about helping the community will open up and do things like that. It was a huge inconvenience. Don't get me wrong. We, we've got a, you know, we've had to come into a, a small door on one side and everybody's got to swipe in and you had to stay on that side. And, you know, we couldn't, you know, have a volleyball game at a certain time, or we couldn't have a basketball game. And there are certain things that we had to maneuver. We're not in our atrium um, and you really can't show it off or anything, but Again, it was for the betterment of the group, and um, you know now they're going to start being able to uh, finish that up. And this fall, hopefully, will be normal. But we'll be there to help out our community if we need to again. As we start to turn the table and look ahead to the upcoming year, uh, you have a new men's basketball coach that's been well documented. You and, and Tom Helmer had a large, long sit down chat on this this show. You, you think about uh, the the re-energizing of men's basketball. You think of getting people back in for football. Uh, how bright is the future for a lot of these programs that that people can come back and watch and be around? I mean, you win championships. You were competitive in football. You had the winning streak to close the year. There, there are a lot of things to get really, really excited about for the upcoming year. I, I am, I am very optimistic about the fall. I, I feel really good um, about where we're at. Um, really, in all of our fall sports, when when you look at um, volleyball and soccer, our cross country programs obviously do very well. And then with football coming in. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see who's going to be able to shut us down. I mean, our offense is going to be special, and I'm really excited to see. We just we saw that towards the end of the year uh, last year, and and now with everybody back, uh, I'm really excited to see you know what football will do. So I'm I'm you know the schedule's there for them, and 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 we feel really good about uh, this fall. I think fans are thirsty to get back too, and so I'm hopeful that we're at uh, we give them a good entertainment value it's a chance for families to come out at an affordable price and see some really good football or some really good basketball or come see a volleyball match or you know it's free to volleyball um, it's free to soccer it doesn't cost anything and to come out and be a part of that and then I am you know coach Heath and, and coach Castro I, I'm real excited about basketball um, you know it's just a uh, Stan's done a great job of uh, putting together a class, a recruiting class, and has some Michigan ties to it. And um, his staff has been great, and he's just been really good to work with. And and uh, I'm excited about this fall. It'll be tough, you know, first year you're getting you know your systems in and those things. We're working on the schedule right now, um, but I think it's you know right now I'm I have a meeting after this to talk about courtside seats cuz we don't we have too many people want them now so that's a good problem to have right so we're going to start building that excitement and you know I, I hope our football season ticket numbers are really high I want our basketball season ticket numbers to go up and I just want people to come out and be excited support these kids they haven't had fans for 2 years let's show them you know that we're behind them and, oh, by the way, we're going to win some games and uh, have a chance to win some championships this this fall. With having people back, I know that's that's one less nightmare off your plate at night. How much does the transfer portal the, uh, and this upcoming NLI stuff uh, keep you up at night because of that? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, outside of mental health and, and worrying about our student athletes um, at night, just – hoping everybody's okay. You know, outside of that, the, 
name, image, and likeness. You know, I just was on a call uh, on that, just trying to understand it. It's just all over the board, state by state, and you know whether you know federal governments are gonna, actually going to get involved with it. Um, where the NCA stands with it, everything is coming down the pipe. And then, how do I help prepare our student athletes for it? And what does it mean? And how do we educate them? And you know, and then what cost is that to us too? I mean, that's a concern. People are hiring companies to talk to their student athletes. Well, we don't necessarily have the funding to do that, but I want our student athletes to have the best opportunity. So, and then the transfer portal is again, it's an education thing. I think they've got to understand, and and I can't wait for the data to come out over a three or four year period to understand that more people go down than they go up. You know, there's an expectation mm-hmm. I'm going to be better. Um, and that you, you also realize there's 1500 people in the portal. You're one of 1500 trying to fight for things. Um, the good news is, is our numbers, uh, across our sports have been pretty good. Um, and I think that's kudos to a good coaching staff and, and, uh, caring about your student athletes and, and they feel like this is a place they can call home. It's going to happen though. And we've got to figure out how to master it, you know, and try to get, get the best, uh, to come help us out and fill gaps. Uh, and then hopefully keep those that are really good that somebody's trying to poach away from you. That's that's the big concern. Another year gone by for you. And I know it's gone quickly since you took over here at Eastern Michigan. And we've talked for quite a while in this conversation, plenty of other conversations in the past about the building blocks that have been put into place and where we continue to go. What are some things on Scott Weatherby's list as he continues in to your next year that, that you still want to accomplish here and that you want to address uh, firsthand uh, in the in the near future? Yeah, I, I would say uh, it's crazy to think I'm coming up on year five, right? So this is finishing year four, and, and this will be my fifth of everything uh, this fall. Um, I, I think my biggest my biggest things is getting out fundraising more. Uh, we took a really big hit with COVID and didn't get out to get to see people um, I've got to get the student athlete performance center, uh, paid off. Uh, we're, we're down about a little over 3 million to go. Um, uh, so that's, that's kind of top of list. Um, and then, you know, we still have our title nine lawsuit and consent decree that we have to work through, uh, we're working on that. Um, you know, we've got, we've started lacrosse. I've got to, we've got to figure out their locker room situation. We've got, um, to finish up getting the turf done, uh, on the soccer lacrosse field, um, rowing, uh, is taking in, uh, the spot where football used to be in their team room. And now that's their erg room. And I'd like to do more in there. Uh, so there are a number of those projects, um, our tracks getting old. Um, you know, I, I really have a, an idea and a plan for, for our track program, both indoor and outdoor. Um, but again, it, it comes back down to funding and being able to go and get those right um, donors to help us out and get the right people to help us. So, you know, that's my job is to try to help do that. I think we've done a really good job over the last three and a half years, four years fundraising. Um, this last year was was real challenge. And I'm hoping now we can get back to some people and and continue to develop those relationships and see if we can't knock out some of these projects. So those are some things that I've, I'm really focused on um, outside of just providing a great student athlete experience and, and working on um, some of the things we discussed earlier. And that didn't even include the, the upcoming still game above golf facility. That's on, on track too. It's crazy. Got, we got so many things happening and, and going on. Um, the golf facility is going to be phenomenal. We uh, just had another meeting yesterday and we fired a general contractor. Basically all the designs have been approved. 
Uh, we're finalizing a few other special things there, and that's going to be out at Eagle Crest, and it's going to overlook 18 Green, and it's it's going to be one of the greatest uh, golf facilities in the country. And you know, we really want to wrap up and get and be a top 25, and eventually a top 15 golf program on both the men's and women's side. And and they know the bar is set really high once we build this thing, and uh, we'll break ground this fall, and and then a year, so probably November of 22. Uh, we'll be in it. Uh, so we got one more winter to get through and then uh, we'll be ready to go. And, you know, there'll be a couple of simulators so the three of us can get in and practice. Well, that's what I was going to say. Are, are there any rollover packages with yeah. our normal membership that we pay for out there? We're going to have to uh, work <laughs> with Wes on that to, to work out a work out a deal. But uh, I'm just excited. I really appreciate our leadership. Our president is great. He does a great job. He gets it. He's got a tough job, especially during all this. And he's been so supportive of athletics. Uh, he's very supportive of me with hiring of Coach Heath. Uh, allowed me to, you know, go out and I did the search on my own, uh, which was a challenge. But uh, I really appreciate his trust and um, just just what he's done for our program. And uh, we're going to continue to try to be that front porch that uh, helps this university get better. And we're going to aggressively promote Eastern Michigan, not just our athletic department. And and uh, those are things that I think about and worry about uh, on a daily and nightly basis. And um, just looking forward to uh, August getting here and getting ready to go. Scott, can't thank you enough for your time. Tremendous leadership as always. We know you'll have a tremendous summer. Get some downtime. More importantly, I know you're gearing up for that uh, big golf rematch with Jeremy Nordquist and myself coming up in just a few days too. Yes, he 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 uh, laid the challenge down, and uh, and and so I think you guys got us last year. And so one my, stroke, we got it my, on the my, 18. My, my partner has been practicing. Uh, I have not, but, but my partner, so Andy is getting after it. Cause he, he said, we are not losing this year. So we're looking forward to uh, <laughs> doing that. And it's great to get out with, with everybody and uh, be able to start doing that. And Jeremy's a uh, great supporter and former baseball player. So he's, he's awesome and uh, appreciate him treating us out there to do that. We look forward to having you back on the show when we open the upcoming podcast year. Uh, Alex and I take one final break and then we'll put a bow on this episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast after this. Hey everyone, this is Alex Jewell, the co-host of the Eastern Insider Podcast, and I'm here to tell you that whether you're looking to learn more about our athletic department, get exclusive content from student-athletes and coaches, hear unbelievable stories from alumni, or you just want to stay up to date on the latest news from around Eastern Michigan, then there's no better place to do so than the Eastern Insider Podcast. With new episodes every Monday at 5, the Eastern Insider Podcast is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know about EMU. Each week, Greg Steiner and I open the show with break news, a look at the week ahead, and fill you in on any information you need to know. From there, we head into interviews with a variety of your favorite coaches, student-athletes, and alums. Have you missed an episode or two? That's no problem at all, because all of our episodes are available on demand at emueagles.com slash podcasts, soundcloud.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your digital media. The Eastern Insider, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Open and transparent. There's no other way to describe Scott than that he will will give you an answer uh whatever you asked and it was a great 30 minutes that we got to spend with him a great 30 minutes that always is a good uh, a great time when we get to talk to scott weatherby really i i don't know that there's another administrator 
in the league that is so open and honest about the status of his athletic department, open and honest about what he's doing personally, why he's doing things that he's doing. And I know that uh, you and I appreciate that as employees of Scott's, but also uh, both as alums and people who support the athletic department. And I know that our listeners support that as well and uh, really appreciate that. It's always a great conversation with Scott and uh, much uh, appreciative of, of his, his time to be able to close out the season with us here on the Eastern Insider. You can tell he's excited. He is ready for vacation. More importantly, I want whatever workout plan that he is doing because he <laughs> looks fantastic. Well, uh, you know, I, I think you he once said you either come out of this thing a hunk or a lunk, and he's going towards the hunk direction. I don't know that I can say the same, but... I don't know if it's just yeah, you're not getting those steps in. That's true. I've been getting my steps in. We're, we're trying to get the beach body ready for the summer. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that he's just been uh, focused so much on our student athletes and getting everybody back to the point that maybe he's just forgotten to eat a little bit. So we'll have to see where he, what he looks like in about eight weeks when uh, we come back from a little vacation. Yeah, I could say we will take a vacation. Uh, you have some some great plans. You and Becca and the fam are, are going to take off for a, a much needed respite. Uh, uh, Kathy and I and Cooper are going to do the same, uh, and we certainly, you at home, hope to do the same. You have a, a resting up kind of summer to get back because everything will be back and better than ever come August. It will be. We're going to have sports back in action at a full capacity. Uh, a lot of fun things are going to be happening around the campus, right near St. Stadium. Greg, the factory will open on September 3rd, and there's going to be all sorts of things that uh, have not been done here a lot in the past. And we'll bring you all those details as they kind of start to unwind in the summer. But I can tell you, and you know it from working behind the scenes on some things, there's going to be a lot of energy around Eastern Michigan athletics. So we hope to have you all back here in person because there's going to be new initiatives, festivals, uh, opportunities to have fun with the family. And remember the best thing about Eastern too, is just the affordability. We'll always bring you that we'll bring you the best opportunity to bring your family out and experience division one athletics, uh, the highest level of intercollegiate athletics. And, you know, we'll always continue to bring you the best on the podcast too, Greg. I know that you and I are looking forward to season four coming up. I can't believe it's already been three seasons complete in the books. We are going to strive to do everything. And you and I've got some things up our sleeves oh, that we're working on to make sure. Oh, new we microphones, headsets. Galore. Um, there's going to be some video components and whatnot. The guests will continue to get bigger and better. We've done that uh, as much as we can. And maybe even a presenting sponsor, maybe even a presenting sponsor. We're working on a lot of things things. And really you and I take joy in that because all of that, what that means is better content coming to you, the listeners your way very shortly. And uh, of course I would, ha I have to mention that if you want to go back during the summer and listen to any of the Eastern insider podcasts, you can do that. EMUEagles.com slash podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, wherever you get your digital media, we will uh, hope you enjoy some of our past episodes, but it's going to be a really exciting fall of 2021 into 2022. We're going to make this thing bigger and better every week so that we can continue to bring you the best coverage of any school in the Mac. We could not do this show without uh, a large number of people that make it happen each and every week. Scott Weatherby, certainly our guest today, uh, leading the department, Andy Rowden, Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Operations, making things happen the, from coaches, from Stan Heath to 
to Chris Creighton, to Eric Roof, to Stephanie Jennings, and everyone in between. We know we didn't get a whole lot of student-athletes, but when we did, there were great moments with them. And this upcoming year, we hope, as always, to add more and more alums into the mix. But we know there are always more ways that and people you want to hear from. If there are guests that you want to know or you want to hear from, let Alex and I know. We will certainly be reaching out to them over the summer to line up that content. Uh, but again, we cannot thank our EMU athletic family enough. Our staff also uh, does a fine number behind the scenes from John Bolello to Jess Crusan to Alexis Chevalier and Mary Glazier, uh, Glazier as well. Uh, we, we thank them for their time. I could not do the show without you each and every week. Uh, I just help uh, voice it. You are the ones that make sure it sounds and makes it all come together. I cannot thank you for what you do enough, uh, your promptness, your thinking ahead, and more importantly, your joy that you have with this show. Uh, for that, a big tip of the cap to you. Oh, no thanks necessary. It's really, uh, there's nothing better for me uh, aside from maybe really good Chinese food than being able to uh, help promote Eastern athletics and, and bring everybody the content. We really are striving to try to do a good job. So I know there's things that we're going to continue to get better at that we're excited to do. And, you know, it's no secret with the limited resources we have, I think we do a really nice job of helping to bring content to people that may not normally get it. And that's really a tip of the cap to not only you, Greg, but all of the staff that you mentioned, all of the guests that are always willing to come on. It's really uh, something fantastic. And we're going to continue to build those relationships to bring everybody content all year round. And we can't wait to do it uh, even more in uh, August of 2021 and then continuing on throughout the year. So I wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be myself if I didn't mention just one last time before we sign off that as always, we appreciate you listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. The bell is ringing. It's time for summer recess. For Alex Jewell, I'm Greg Stenner saying thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast. As Alex said, you can always catch this on demand anytime. Until then, we will talk to you in August when we hopefully will be raising plenty more MAC championship trophies. That's it for this edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks for listening. For Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Jewell reminding you to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts or go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your digital media to stay connected with us every Monday. As always, follow us on social media for the most up-to-date information on EMU Athletics.